So, my name is Zaldi Villaverde, and I'm honored to be able to share today's message. If you're visiting with us, I'd like to give you a warm, warm welcome. And uh, we're, all, we're a small congregation, but we're part of a bigger congregation called the LA Church of Christ. Uh, if we can uh, go to God in prayer. Lord, uh, thank you so much for uh, this evening. Um, I feel like I've gotten a very strong dose of worship already with the song leading and um, the, the beautiful uh, music that was just uh, displayed. Um, I pray you be with me and uh, send us your Holy Spirit and um, work on our hearts. Love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to start off with a little humor. There was this uh, preacher, and he was invited over for dinner. As the parents were in the kitchen preparing the food, the preacher uh, waited in the living room and, uh, with one of the kids. And the preacher asked the child, do you have any idea what we're having for dinner? And the child uh, says, oh yeah, I know what we're having. We're having turkey. And um, the preacher said, how do you know that? Well, um, I've heard my parents say that, um, you know, they always say, it's about time that we have that old turkey over for dinner. <laughs> so thank you, church, for having me over to speak. <laughs> so I'm not the full-time minister here. Um, and that's what I love about our church is that anyone willing can uh, share God's word. And it's awesome to, always awesome to have the Turning Point and the Solana family just uh, leading us uh, in our uh, music and worship. And I have a little bit of connection with Turning Point. Uh, my brother-in-law, Nathan Robinson, and my sister, Ami, um, they're part of the Turning Point San Diego. So, um, you know, Turning Point is everywhere. And, you know, they came from um, their Turning Point service this morning. Um, they led the music there. They, I mean, if you've ever been to the Turning Point uh, service, they have hundreds and hundreds of people there. You know, this auditorium or this um, place here will probably be filled three times over, you know, with that amount of uh, people that uh, go to their service. And, you know, and it... And for them to make the drive here to lead us in our um, worship, it really shows their love for God and for people. And, um, you know, I've been attending the Turning Point Father-Son Camp. It's uh, the the last three years. So if you have a son, you know, and if you're a father, it's uh, really a great camp. And I wasn't planning on going this year, but my son, um, you know, he said, when are we going? And so... Can't uh, not let him go. And while we were at the camp, he was like, um, so when's next year's uh, camp? And I said, next year. <laughs> so, you know, he can't wait. Um, and so it really shows the impact of, um, you know, uh, those things. And I wanted to mention youth camp again because Turning Point leads that worship. And of course, you know, our own Gio and Karen, Steve and Andrea, they're the pillars of organizing that event. But, you know, I was lucky enough to be a counselor, and every night is pretty much like a concert. You know, you would see the kids jumping, dancing, and just really worshiping God. And you don't really see the youth doing that normally. But that's what they're doing at this uh, youth camp. And so, turning point... Thank you for your love and encouragement. Um, It does make a difference. 
And so that's what I'll be talking about in my message. And the title of my message is Loving and Encouraging Others Make a Difference. And just a little bit more about me. I have a beautiful wife, Maricel. She's uh, over there. Um, you see her once in a while. You know, she's uh, one of the song leaders. We're raising our two kids, Christine and Christian. Um, I have a full-time job working for the Navy. And, you know, pretty much like many of you here, we're a small congregation. We have responsibilities. Yeah. You, know, you have other responsibilities, you know, outside of church and in church. So my hope is that we can relate to the struggles, the daily struggles as followers of Christ. And I wanted to open up the message with a question. How is your love and encouragement for others? And, uh, you know, keep that thought in mind. And the, the topic I was given at first was just uh, loving others makes a difference. But then, you know, as I dug deeper, I wanted to um, add encouragement because I feel like they, they go hand in hand to make a difference. You know, of course, we can have a sermon just on love. We can, we can have just a, a sermon on encouragement. I mean, that, that's a message in itself. But I believe that because of love, the result is encouragement. And when you encourage others, they feel loved. Love and encouragement go in hand in hand. When I first became a disciple in the campus ministry... Uh, over 24 years ago, you know, I needed the love and encouragement of others so I can learn what it means to be a follower of Christ. As a single professional, I had to learn how to impact others for God, to be an example to others on how to treat women with purity. As a married man, how to treat my wife with love. As we raise our kids, we need the guidance of others and the encouragement of others. All this through the love and encouragement of people around me. Because it does make a difference. And whatever godly things you may be doing that's seen or not seen, it does make a difference for someone else. And I'd like to share a scripture. A couple of scriptures. In Hebrews 3 verse 12 it says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Next scripture. In John 13, 34, 35, it says, A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Let's start with uh, encouragement. Encouraging others makes a difference. And the Bible tells us to encourage one another once a week, every other day. What is the church? Encourage one another daily. Why? So that we are not hardened by sin and its deceitfulness. It takes a relationship to encourage one another. That means not being by yourself. It's being with others, spending time with others outside of church, going to church and going to your family group activities. And, you know, these are some of the things. And, you know, just on a side note, you can't, if you can't make it, you know, inform someone. You know, we know life happens and we can't make it to everything. But it's being loving and considerate of one another. 
is talking to each other. Although I can be a loner, I need others in my life. Me, I'm not usually the talkative type, and my wife will tell you that. She loves to communicate and really get in people's lives and deeply cares for people. We're kind of like the opposite. And for me, it's, if it's been a few days and if we have not been connected, you know, it really affects her. And we've been married for 18 years. And after um, 18 years of marriage, I, def- I developed this, uh, uh, you know how um, Spider-Man has the spidey sense? You know, it tingles when danger is coming. I developed the wifey sense. It warns me when my wife is not feeling connected, you know, so I better ask her how she's doing. So, you know, it, it kind of like it makes you aware, okay, something's going on here. I better talk. So, if you are a Christian, you, you have it too. It's called the Holy Spirit. You can send when something is wrong and you can act on it. And um, I want to share this. Because... Uh, um, my son and I, um, you know, we're on our journey together. So when I was younger, I, I got my black belt in Taekwondo, and then I haven't practiced for a very long time. And so my son got interested in um, taking Taekwondo. And so, uh, you know, I decided, you know, I needed to work out. You know, I, you know, I was gaining weight. You know, that's how it is when you get older. Uh, you know, you, you blow up somehow. And, um, and so, you know, this was a good time to, uh, and to work out. And so, you know, it's probably been about a year, and I think we're a little bit more than halfway to our black belts. But, you know, what I'm learning is that, you know, I wish um, when I was doing it when I was younger, I was like, I wish my dad and I were doing it together. And so now that I'm doing it with my son, you know, it's so encouraging, you know, that uh, photo, we just had our tournament a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, we're there encouraging each other, rooting each other, um, you know, when we're feeling lazy or not wanting to work out, you know, we can just root each other. So we're advancing together, we're working out together, and we're really building memories. You know, I, I feel like I'm not going to forget this time with my son and you know, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. And one day, we'll, uh, we'll accomplish our goal. And I relate this because that's how God is with us. You know, he wants to walk with us. He wants to uh, take us step by step, uh, each and every way to accomplish our goal, whatever that is. And he's right beside us to encourage us to move forward. And so, encouragement. Now let's... Uh, Let's go to uh, loving others makes a difference. Yeah. Let's go back to the scripture in John 13, 34, uh, 35. It says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Am I loving others and desiring their good? And God's purpose for our loving others is that they might come to know and glorify Him. So naturally, if you love God, you want good things to happen to others so they they will also glorify Him. God showed us sacrificial love through the life and death of Jesus. And the way we show love may differ according to our unique abilities, maybe our calling, 
maybe the different resources we have. But Jesus did say that we are to love each other the way he loved the disciples and us. And I'm going to go through some scriptures uh, that shows the way Jesus loved. And first one is he spent quality time with them. In Mark 6.31, it says, Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. He comforted them. Matthew 8.25-26 The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. He taught them. Matthew 5, 1-2. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He prayed for them. John 17, verse 9. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. For they are yours. He warned them of danger. John 16, 1-2. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will, they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. All right, just a few more. I know it's a lot of scriptures. Um, you know, but these are all things Jesus did. And it's in the Bible. And if you need to... See what Jesus did. It's there. Um, and he corrected them. Luke 10, 41 to 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried, upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Okay. He rebuked them. Matthew eight twenty six. He replied, you of little faith. Why are you afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves, and it was completely calm. All right. He humbly served them. John 13, verse 5. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Last one. He gave himself for them. Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. And with all this scripture, it talks about uh, Jesus and his character. And I want to um, share about this. About two weeks ago, my wife wanted me to bring our son Christian to Taekwondo practice. And for, um, that's for the next day. And of course, you know, trying to be a good husband, I said yes. And so the next day comes... And after work, I had a little extra time, so instead of uh, going straight home, I went to Target. So you can already imagine, you know, things are not going to go well when you, you know, you go home, you don't go home, you, you know, you go to Target, you have all this extra time, you know, this doesn't sound like it's going to come out well. So, but, you know, I had a reason to go to Target. This is the time of year. Um, summer's about to end and kids are preparing to go back to school. You know, my kids go back to school this coming week. And so, you know, I had to go. I'm, I've been trying to buy things online for their supplies. 
And so I want to check out what's in store. So I go to Target. And sure enough, you know, Target has everything there. So I was so happy, you know, I was checking them off one by one, um, you know, putting them in the cart. I paid for the items and started to drive home. And that's when Marisol uh, sent a text. So when I'm driving, I don't usually answer my phone or, you know, look at it. So, you know, I waited till I get home. So I get home and the text message said that Maris, uh, my wife was going to take Christian to Taekwondo. And so they had already left. And, you know, I just saw that, um, I just saw that, you know, turned it off and just proceeded to unload all the purchased items. You know, I don't know why I was excited about the school supplies. They weren't even mine. It's, it's like, but, you know, I, you know, I think it was a feeling that I accomplished something. You know, my wife didn't have to do it. Um, you know, and I was so proud. You know, I organized everything on the table for her to see. You know, it's right there as soon as she walks in. You know, my daughter had this big pile and my son had this little pile. And that's life, right? You know. So, you know, you know, I guess that's how it is. And, you know, my wife and son come, came back and, um, you know, she saw it. She said, thank you. Uh, for getting things. And, you know, I felt good. You know, husband, you know, if you feel good when, you, you, know, you know, you think you did something great. So, anyway, I thought it had been a long, great day. And, um, you know, we were about to sleep. And my wife said, next time, can you text me or let me know if you will not be able to bring our son to practice? And, you know, she proceeded to explain. You know, at first, I, I was humble. You know, as husband, you know, we try to do that. And, you know, I apologized even. But then I thought about it, and my humility somehow turned into pride. You know, all these thoughts came up. You know, I did that for you. You know, I saved you time. It was a tiring day, and I, you know, I work, and I still did that for you. I had an attitude. You know, I didn't say anything, but you know how you, um, you know, I just got up. My, you know, my, I was stomping my feet. Yeah, I was, you know, kind of like the door, I opened it, uh, you know, heavy. And, and you, know, you know, I go outside and, you know, I'm thinking about it. And, you know, it's like inside I was like the Hulk or something. I was like, Ugh! I was getting ready to spar. And, and so I didn't say anything, but it's just, you know, it's just that feeling. And Marisol is like, what happened? You know, and I just started saying things that just made it worse. You know, can you guys relate? You know, you try to, you know, whatever comes out of your mouth is like getting worse. It goes downhill from there. And, and so, you know, all the excuses and reasons why I could not communicate. You know, I was driving. I was, um, you know, just... To, I mean, honestly, it was like I didn't even have it. Uh, you know, I was too busy buying stuff. And, you know, we're talking about love and encouragement, but that, that's not what I was doing. And so the next day, and that night we didn't resolve, obviously. So, you know, we slept, uh, you know, looking at different directions. Um, you know, we, I even had a pillow in the middle, like that's going to do anything. You know, it's like, and so we didn't resolve that night. And... So the next day, you know, I went to work, had time to think about it. And, 
you know, it's like when you think about it, you, you really see, you try to see, you know, what you did wrong. And, you know, not try to point out what she did wrong. But in the end, I listened and just fought any temptations uh, to be prideful. And I think I believe, um, and I believe that God wants to see our love for others. When we put this to practice, it makes a difference. If I would have just sent a text back or, you know, responded in some way, I could have avoided a day of uh, heartache or something. But it's being um, loving. It would have just, if I would have just loved my wife and listened that first night, everything would have been fine. If I would have been more like Jesus, it would have made a difference. And so, you know, when we... When we, as we live our daily lives, you know, let's think about Jesus and what he does. And so, to close off, I'd like to share this story. It's, um, it's called the carpenter. It's about a carpenter. And once upon a time, two brothers who lived on adjoining farms fell into conflict. It was the first serious rift in 40 years of farming side by side, sharing machinery, trading labor, and goods as needed without a hitch. Then the long collaboration fell apart. It began with a small misunderstanding. It grew into a major difference. And finally, it exploded into an exchange of bitter words, followed by weeks of silence. One morning, there was a knock on the door. Uh, John opened it to find a man with a carpenter's toolbox. I'm looking for a few days' work, he said. Perhaps you have a few small jobs here and there that I can help you with. Yes, said the older brother. I do have a job for you. Look across the creek at that farm. That's my neighbor. In fact, that's my brother. That's my younger brother. Last week, there was a meadow between, between us. And then he took his bulldozer to the river levee, and now there's a creek between us. Well, he may have done this to spite me, but I'll go him one better. See that pile of lumber over by the barn? I want you to build me a fence, a tall fence, so I won't need to see his place anymore. The carpenter said, I think I understand the situation. Show me the nails and the post hole digger, and I'll be able to do a job that pleases you. The older brother had to go down to, for supplies, so he helped the carpenter, the carpenter get the materials ready, and then he went off for the day. The carpenter worked hard all day, measuring, sawing, drilling, nailing. About sunset, when the farmer returned, the carpenter had finished his job. The farmer's eyes opened wide. He saw his jaw dropped, and this is what he saw. There was no fence at all. It was a bridge, a bridge stretching from one side of the creek to the other. A fine piece of work, hand raised and all, and the neighbor, his younger brother, was coming across with his hand outstretched. You're a quiet fellow to build this bridge after all I've said and done. The two brothers met at the bridge 
middle of the bridge, taking each other's hand. This is an old story. Uh, they would probably give a fist bump now. <laughs> no holding hands. They turned to see the carpenters hoist his toolbox on his shoulder. No, wait. Stay a few days. I have a lot of other projects for you, said the older brother. I'd love to say, said the carpenter, but I have so many, so many more bridges to build. And so that's how Jesus is in our lives. If there's a separation between you and other people um, over the years, Jesus is here to build that bridge. As long as you let him. God loves you. He wants to encourage you. Whatever separates you with others, God is there to build. God wants to love you and encourage you so you can do the same for others. So uh, I hope you've uh, learned something. Hopefully we can apply this. This is a message for me as well. And so thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Fantastic.